Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Welcome back to the June 2017 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. Coming to you from Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Marucci. I'm here with Dr. Shiv Chopra. Our next paper is, Is Rotation a Concern with Anatomical Breast Implants? A Statistical Analysis of Factors Predisposing to Rotation. And this is from Montemuro, uh, Pappas and Per Hayden from Stockholm in Sweden. And this paper was published in PRS in June 2017. So Shiv, what was this paper about? So um, the Stockholm Academy have uh, since 1993 been using anatomical implants and so have quite a lot of experience in using that implant. And they mention in their introduction how that rotation um, of an anatomical implant compared to round could be a significant risk and discouraging for surgeons that want to, to use it. And they quote up to 14% at times uh, can undergo malrotation and believe that this rotation of, a, of an implant is most likely due to non-adhesion from fluid that's collected around the pocket after the procedure. So they re- retrospectively reviewed patients from 2009 to 2015 that underwent augmentation with the primary author uh, at the time and only looked at patients that had at least six months um, post-operative review onwards and found 531 patients over that period of time. They explained that all patients would have a vector or similar 3D modelling used in consult for the discussion uh, of implant size and that it would be a dual plane modality and given antibiotics and no drains were used. And they also explained as well their post-operative advice from wearing um, a bra and also the precautions for exercise too. Yeah, no exercise for three months, which is certainly uh, uh, a long time uh, for many for many patients. Okay, now what did they find in terms of the incidence and the risk factors for rotation? So they found a total of 20 implants had some sort of rotation, 19 patients on just one implant and on just one patient or was both implants were rotated. And they found that on average, um, the implant rotation observed was or declared by the patient or found by the clinician was around 9.8 months. Um, and then they looked at the factors that possibly could contribute to the fluid collection. So that's looking at childbirth, um, body mass index and cup size and they found that there was no significance in implant rotation for those that had previous history of childbirth or a high uh, BMI but that they found that as um, cup size increased for patients preoperatively from an A cup to a C cup that there was a significant risk in implant rotation as you trended towards a larger size. And they concluded that obviously that with careful implant selection and surgical technique to control that pocket, then uh, you're going to get a, a low malrotation uh, being detected. Okay, so what did uh, what did people think about this paper? 
So it's, it's good to see from the Institute uh, a large series by a single surgeon and very clear um, procedural steps and that's great for registrars coming through to see their technique and their advice post-operatively. But they never really gave us a definition of malrotation and that's also discussed later um, in the discussion paper that for some people is that just a small uh, deviation from the, mid the midline or is it a complete flip of the implant itself? And also, clinical and, and patient's perception is going to be very difficult to detect very small, subtle malrotation, unless it is as significant as a flipped implant. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they mentioned the ultrasound study that showed that 42% of patients uh, which uh, were clinically undetectable were found to have uh, malrotation. So uh, it is quite difficult not only for expert plastic surgeons uh, in that field to detect uh, malrotation. So there's a, a high n probability of, um, of um, the underreporting for this very short follow-up too. So they found that the observation period for the detection was about 10 months, but on average they only followed up the patients just up to a year. So again, a very short follow-up time. The other thing that we were a bit surprised was they did volumetric analysis of these patients prior uh, and should have really used that for their um, relationship with um, post-operative um, uh, rotation rather than cup size. Yes, um, because Per Hayden's actually um, a consultant to Canfield Scientific, so uh, you know one would imagine he have access, access to the latest to uh, 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 sort of three D um, uh, simulation. Hmm. Uh, so instead of using cup size and. The discussion paper by Ahmed and uh, Frank Lister is just fantastic and they sort of uh, raise the issue of uh, the unreliability of um, uh, bra cup sizing. There was actually a paper out of Sydney which was published I think last month in PRS which also uh, spoke about that very topic. Um, and uh, you know, no prior manufacturers agree on uh, what volume actually constitutes a B or a C cup. Mm. And so, as you say, it's a bit surprising that um, uh, that this group would use those types of very non-scientific uh, measures um, uh, in this particular study. And I think the, the final line in that discussion is quite important where they say actually rather than discussion around these implants we should be looking at specific indications for their use and considering these unique complications that are associated with the devices. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.